Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel, and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades, before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. The tabernacle, as seen in Exodus, is a wonderful picture of God's dwelling place, the church. Its walls were carefully crafted of boards that were joined together to give it strength and stability. God's house should be the same today. But sadly, many groups lack such a strong standing. The real testimony of God's house should be firm and unshakable. As his dwelling place and our home, it also must be grounded in his redemption and brightly expressing the person of Christ himself. This is Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. And Matt Miller has joined us today again as we come to look at the types in Exodus. Uh, Matt, we're in chapter 26 of Exodus this time. And you and I were together recently, and you mentioned that you got a call uh, saying we use the word marvelous too much. And I was going to use marvelous in the opening, check myself, so I used wonderful. I'm out of adjectives to describe what we're saying in these messages. I agree, Chris. It's really hard, and our listeners will have to forgive us for using these words like wonderful and marvelous and awesome, because we feel like the heavens are really open to us in this book of Exodus, in the life study, and the Lord has really opened the word. And we we believe that in this program in particular, the Lord's going to enlighten the eyes of the hearts of many of our believers, and we pray that they would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation to see the things that are so clearly unveiled in the picture of the tabernacle. We've heard this saying that a picture is worth a thousand words, and if our listeners today will see this picture, it will affect their lives. Well, surely, Matt, the um, realization that the tabernacle points from the Old Testament very clearly to the building of God's house in a corporate sense. God could choose to dwell anywhere. At one time, he dwelt, as we saw early on in this life study of Exodus, he dwelt in a thorn bush. But his desire was to have something permanent. Of course, the tabernacle was temporary, and it was replaced ultimately by the physical temple that was built in Jerusalem of pretty much the same design. But these are all pointing to the real building of God, which is taking place today among the believers in the New Testament. Of course, so we have to see these as types in physical representations of spiritual realities that we're encountering day by day. And the uprightness, the strength 
the stability of the house of God really struck me going over this message. That's why I alluded to it in the intro today. And one of the things that we won't hear Witness Lee talk about, but are certainly part of the written life study, even the way the corners were put together, of course, we're going to see today, we're going to focus on the materials that built the perimeter of the entire tabernacle uh, wall, which were these standing boards of substantial dimension. But even at the corners, how they were fastened and arranged together is significant, isn't it? It is, Chris. And this is actually printed life study message number 98. And if our listeners would go to ministrybooks.org, they can read this life study for free in the life study of Exodus message number 98. And Witness Lee opens up and he talks about his appreciation of the boards being doubled at the corners and applying that in a practical way to the history of the Lord's move. And whenever there is a turn in the Lord's move, there's a strengthening or a doubling of the boards. And he he used the first example of Acts chapter 13, when there were some that came together to pray and to fast, and the Lord made a turn in his move from the Jewish world to the Gentile world. And that's when there was a doubling of the boards for that move. And another example he gave was in Taiwan, when the Lord moved from China in the work there with Watchman Nee and Witness Lee when the communists took over the country then. And there were a few believers that left to Taiwan, and there was a strengthening of the boards for the Lord's move during that time. And even in coming to this country, there was a doubling of the boards for the Lord's move. Whenever there's a turn in the Lord's move, the Lord comes in to double the boards for strengthening in this kind of a turn. And even today, In our experience, every time we face a turn, the Lord comes in to strengthen and double the boards. It's a great picture. Well, Matt, let's get into the program. Let me set it up a little bit by introducing some of the terms and concepts that we're going to kind of jump right into quickly without a lot of um, explanation by Witness Lee. The materials for the construction uh, that are laid out in Exodus 26, particularly there are these boards that were specifically made in a specific dimension acacia wood overlaid with gold. There are these silver sockets uh, in which the boards were uh, dropped into to stand upright. And then particularly attached to these boards or as part of their construction are the items that the Bible calls, and any carpenters in the audience will probably relate to this term, tenons. T-E-N-O-N-S, tenons. And those are little protrusions from the boards that fit into corresponding notches in the sockets that give these boards a lot of stability. And we'll hear more about that. But I thought I should get these terms out in case they were hard to understand. All right, let's join Witness Lee. In the record of the numbers of the board, you do have 48 pieces, all separate, single pieces. They need to stand. They should be vertical. Not only so, these single boards have to be one corporate entity. So they need to be united. Number one, they need tenants. And number two, for the tenants, they need a socket. This is for standing. Then you need rings with bars, rings and bars for uniting. Now, I would ask you to think about it. What the two tenants signify? You must think about it with some solid base, some solid ground. Where are these two tenants to be? They will get into the socket. 
they are actually not only connected with the sockets, actually they get into the sockets. You know, a socket is a solid base with some holes to hold. It's a holder. And the tendons should get into the holes. What does this signify? You think about it. The tendons should refer to our feet because the circuits are made of silver. And numbers tells us the total amount of silver is 100 talents paid by each of the children of Israel as their life redeeming money. So, silver in typology means what? Means redeeming, redemption. And all the sockets signify what? Signified the solid redemption of Christ. This is the base of the church building. This is the base of our standing. Where do you stand? You just think about what is the thing that puts you into Christ's redemption. Christ's redemption is the socket with holders. Now, what puts you into that holder? What? Faith. So, you have a few verses in the New Testament. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 says, Stand firm in your faith. Then, Romans 5, 2 says, We have been brought into the grace in which we stand. We stand in the redemption. We stand in grace. Then Galatians 5.1 says, Now you are standing in the liberty, in the freedom, the freedom from the law. You have to stand strongly in the liberty, the freedom from the law. So I believe the two tenets signify our faith. We have a firm standing. We have a firm standing. We believe in God and we believe in His Word. And we believe what He says. This is a firm standing. Matt, in 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter says, You yourselves also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. You know, what we're saying here are these boards, how they were joined, how they were fastened, typifying us, the believers. We form the walls of God's house. We are being built up a spiritual house. So when we're talking about these gold boards, uh, which are actually acacia wood overlaid, sitting in these silver sockets and anchored there in these sockets by the tenons, these are very experiential and very pertinent to our even our daily experience of Christ, aren't they? Absolutely, Chris. This is exactly what this picture is helping us to see, is that we stand on the redemption of Christ those sockets of silver, each board was on two sockets, and each socket weighed a 100 pounds. In the tabernacle, there were 100 total sockets that weighed a 100 pounds each. 
That's 10,000 pounds of silver. There's a solid rock that we stand on. The tabernacle wasn't just laying down. These boards were not just laying flat. They were standing. Mm-hmm. You know, and in Ephesians 6, in the spiritual warfare, we do all to stand. That's the main part of the spiritual warfare is our standing. The enemy wants to knock us down, but our standing is strong. And it's related mostly to our faith. Right. You know, a lot of Christians, they have a weak faith. They have a doubting. But, you know, in the tabernacle, when we experience this kind of coordination, this kind of cooperation, this kind of testimony of the tenants that are anchored in the silver sockets, there's a coordination there among the believers and among our faith tied into the Christ redemption that makes us stand solid. It's like that song that we sing from our hymnal that right. says, On, On Christ, Christ the solid, solid rock I stand. That's what I was thinking of as you were speaking. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. You know, in the desert where this tabernacle was traveling, there was a lot of sinking sand. It was <laughs> sand. And without this solid base, our faith would really be weak. But we don't have a weak faith. We have a strong faith because it's standing on Christ, the solid rock in his redemption. And Witness Lee quoted several verses from the New Testament that I'll just repeat really quick. Is 2 Corinthians one twenty four? Paul said, In faith you stand. Romans 5.2 and Galatians 5.1, Paul spoke of standing, through whom also we have the access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And in Galatians 5.1, for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore. We really have a strong standing in Christ's redemption. Okay, Matt, let's expand our picture now. Here we are. We've got these silver sockets, heavy, solid, to give us a strong standing. And the boards with the tenons, these protrusions at the bottom of the boards that fit into corresponding notches or holes in the sockets to really give that board some upright strength. But... We're still bored side by side, and the wind comes up. I don't care how well they're anchored. There's going to be some movement and some separation. So there's a need to anchor these boards together, one to one. In other words, anchored to the ones on either side of you. This is really a meaningful picture. Of course, it's from verse 26 in this chapter. And you shall make bars of acacia wood, five for the boards of the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle at the rear westward. In other words, all these boards now are going to get joined, not just with bars, but also by corresponding rings. Let's learn about the bars and the rings. The rings in typology, especially the golden ring, always referred to the initial gift of the Spirit. The Spirit given to us as an initial gift even as a seal. Even today, in the engagement, always the engagement is sealed with a ring. The main thing at the wedding is the changing of uh, rings. You see me, and I see you. When we got saved, we got sealed. And this seal is just the spirit. And the spirit... It's not only a seal. The New Testament says it is also a pledge. Using modern terms, a down payment. And that Greek word means an example as a down payment, as a seal, to guarantee 
that whatever you bought is yours. The seal portion. Now, God is our portion. This is sealed. God has put a pledge in us to guarantee this. And this is the rain. What is the rain? Just the initial spirit of God. And this bores five bars. And it says the middle bar goes through from end to end. So this makes sure that each bore has three rings. The rings are the spirit. And this is the spirit of the triumph God in resurrection. It is number three because this is the spirit of the triumph God in resurrection. Before resurrection, this spirit was not yet. Do you remember John 7, 39? Before Jesus was glorified, the spirit was not yet. But after Jesus glorified, the spirit is here. And the spirit is the spirit in number three of the triune God in resurrection. The same spirit, listen. Firstly, he is rain. And eventually, he becomes the bar. The bar is the uniting strength. And this is the unity of the spirit, or the oneness of the spirit, which is mentioned in Ephesians 4, 3. Look at the standing, full of silver, full of redemption. But look at the uniting, full of gold. That means what? Full of the divinity of Christ. Hallelujah. The divinity of Christ signifies his person. The redemption of Christ signifies his work. We stand on his work. And we are united by his divine person. Now we are one entity. We are one building for God's habitation. Matt, we saw in the first portion that we stand based on the redemptive work of Christ, but we've just seen both in type and also in the verse in Ephesians 4 that he quoted. Uh, We need more than just our redemptive stand if we are going to be united one-to-one in in the body of Christ, don't we? We do, Chris, and this is another great detail of the picture of the tabernacle is that the bars and the rings are both golden. And so when we touch the other believers... We're not touching them with wood. Even though inside the bar, there's acacia wood, and we'll see that in the next portion with Mm -hmm. Witness Lee. And also, the boards are made of acacia wood covered with gold. So there is humanity there, but they're both covered with gold. And so when we contact one another, the contact is with the gold, which is the person of Christ. And we really need the Spirit when we contact one another. Without the Spirit, without the person of Christ... Our contact with one another can sometimes get off and become a problem, and we're not united. The uniting bond of peace is Christ. Christ himself is what unites us and what we always need to come back to. We always need to come back to our spirit, where the spirit is. When we contact one another, we need to pray first. You know, it says in First Timothy 2, first of all, pray. pray. Mm-hmm. So 
remember your spirit. Remember the divinity that is within you. We have the divine life within us. This is the person of Christ that unites us. And as you said, the work of Christ is our base. Yeah. It's the work of Christ that's our solid foundation to stand. And it's the person of Christ that unites us and holds us together. I think that's uh, as clear as it could be, Matt. We stand on his work. We're united or made one by his person, which is conveyed to us through this spirit, the oneness of the spirit, the uniting bond of peace. What a great picture. Well, we're not done just yet. We've got more to see. And as you alluded to, this will uh, detail more how these rods made of acacia wood, again, overlaid with gold and how important they are to the structure of the tabernacle. With tinder bars, you have acacia wood. If you read Ephesians 4 carefully, you could see in verse 2, in verse 3, and in verse 4, in the context, you have human virtues, humility, love. These are acacia wood. The unity of the spirit today is not only wrapped up with Christ's divinity, It also wrapped up with his humanity in us. We must have Christ's standard of humility. We must have his standard of kindness. We all have to be so humble, so kind, so loving as the man Jesus. In other words, we must be Jesusly human. To be the acacia wood within the uniting bar. Then we have the unity. The ring is pure of gold without acacia wood. But the bar is of two natures. That means the uniting spirit is mingled with our human virtues. With our redeemed, uplifted humanity. We stand on his redemption. We are united in his divinity. His redemption is for our standing. His divinity is for our expression. If you get into the tabernacle, you look at the entire situation, you saw gold on every side. Even on the ceiling. So gold is for expression. Silver is for the base. His redemption is for our standing. His person is for our expression. We stand on his redemption. People can see our standing. Unshakable. People also can see our expression. This is golden. Golden wall, silver socket. Oh, silver base, golden expression. Isn't this true? They're saying, isn't this true? Where's the church? What is the church? A solid base with a a bright, bright experience. A silver base and a golden expression. Hallelujah. This is the habitation of God. 
Not only his habitation. And we are inhabiting with him. The church is my home. And the church is your home. And our home is so solidly grounded. And so brightly expressing Christ himself. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm really happy that we end where we end here. This uh, magnificent, I've used a new adjective this time, magnificent picture of the house of God. And all you see is gleaming, solid silver at the base and then gold everywhere. Gold, of course, inside the gold in both the boards and, as we just saw, the connecting rods, there's acacia wood. And um, I'd like to read that verse he referred to, if I could, in Ephesians chapter 4. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, bearing one another in love. Uh, That is totally part of the uniting these boards together, and it's all about the uplifted humanity of Christ, isn't it? It really is, Chris. In the context of the verse you just read, is I'll continue with verse 3 and 4. Being diligent to keep the oneness of the Spirit in the uniting bond of peace. That's the very next verse. And then... One body and one spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling. So the oneness of the believers, the keeping of the oneness in the context of that, being diligent to keep the oneness of the faith, uniting bond of peace, is humility, long-suffering, meekness. Witnessly use the word kindness. These are human virtues. And it doesn't matter how much we try to have these virtues It's really not our virtue. It's Christ's virtue in us. When we experience Christ, witnessly use this term, we are Jesusly human. It's not that we can do these things apart from the Lord, but in the Lord, we become Jesusly human. We express a meekness. We have a lowliness that's not, it's not normal human humility and meekness. It's something of the Lord expressed through maybe even our defeat our failure, our weakness. Through our weakness, he's made strong. Yeah. And that humility comes out when we could never be humble. But that becomes the base of the tabernacle. It becomes the base for the gold. It's the acacia wood that connects us. And what a wonderful picture that we end up with such a glorious gleaming of gold everywhere, including on the ceiling. But, <laughs> but underneath is this Jesusly human humanity within the church. So, Matt, I think we'll never be able to consider these uh, materials the same way again. Acacia wood, silver, and gold. The uplifted humanity, the work of Christ's redemption. This is the silver, and then, of course, the divine life of God himself. This gleaming, bright expression of the very God himself. This is really the church. It is, Chris, and may the Lord have his way to accomplish this on the earth today. Amen. Wish we had more time, Matt, but uh, I'm glad you could be here to share this today. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. 
To discover more of what Living Stream has to offer, please visit ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll be able to read over 600 titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee online and free of charge. Again, the website, ministrybooks.org. Thanks for listening today.